Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you for what you've done in the teenagers. And I thank you, God, that you're going to continue to do that work. We declare today that you are the great I am. And no power of this world, no demonic force can hold back your love and what you want to do inside of us. And so, Father, today I, I pray as we get into your word, I have this feeling you're going to surprise us. <laughs> I have this feeling, Lord, that you're wanting to even move differently than what we want or what we think. So, Lord, we just want to surrender ourselves to you. I want to remove my agenda. I want to remove our agenda. And we just want to say, Father, we want you to have your way today. We want you to have your way. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. And we honor you. And Lord, you've been doing a work in our hearts as a church. Lord, you've been having us capture and bring every thought into captivity. We've been doing some spiritual warfare in our lives where we've seen, God, how the enemy has worked on our lives. And even today, God, as the teenagers shared, Lord, even depression and those things, God, they get in at, at us at a young age. But I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are king of glory. You're the one that shatters those strongholds. And you are the one that brings life and abundant life. And today, God, we're all here today. Every one of us have strongholds. Every one of us have thinking and lies that have been embedded in us at a very young age. And I pray, God, for a spirit of deliverance over this house today. I pray, God, that you would bring deliverance today. I pray even through the preaching and the proclamation of your word that the power of your presence would come and break off strongholds in the name of Jesus. Father, we do not want to focus our attention on the evil one. We thank you, God, that our attention is on you and how you are the one that shatters the strongholds. We just want to line up our lives with you today, God. We want you to have your way in our hearts. So, Lord, I just pray today that you would direct and that you would lead, just prompt us by your spirit. We thank you for that, Father. You've already set us up today, God. So, Lord, we thank you for that. In the powerful, powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. What I want to do is, um, I've really been, oh, the whole service, and really just the whole week, just uh, seeking the Lord on what he wants me to share. And for the last couple Sundays, it's just been bouncing all over the place. And oh, by the way, we can release Flip 180, thank you. If you have a fifth through eighth grader, you guys can be released to go to your class. All right, look at all them fifth, eighth graders. All right. Bless them, Lord. Is anyone else freezing besides Joey? All you men, it feels pretty good in here, doesn't it? Yeah, feels good in the man cave today. But if it's too cold, we'll let you... Adjust it. Amen. Um, today I, I feel a little what I would call discombobulated. 
I'm trying to discern exactly where the Lord wants us to go today. Um, how many have been uh, taking every captive thought and bringing it into obedience to the Lord? Has the enemy been working on anybody else's mind besides mine? Has any temptations come your way this week? Plenty, aren't they? They're plenty. Well, what I want to do before we get into the Word, and we'll just uh, see where the Lord takes us. <clears throat> you guys don't mind flying by the seat of your pants, do you? Uh, if you know anything about me, I'm not a flyer by the seat of his pants, so today I am flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> We're trying to be led by the Spirit of God. I do have a message in my heart, but I want to make sure that we don't focus on the wrong thing. Um, I want to share, um, we sent out a, a prophetic bulletin. There were several prophetic words that came forward last Sunday during our service. It was impossible to share all those prophetic words publicly, and so I sent out an email. But I want to reread some of these prophetic words uh, because the Lord is speaking to us. And I want to honor his word. I want to honor him. You know, he uses vessels like us to speak his word, right? And so I would just want to refresh and I want to, if you didn't get the email, if you don't get the email, you need to see me. If you want to get our prayer chain and our emails and that type of thing, you just need to make sure you see me or Connie right here on the front row, and we'll make sure you get the emails, because I think sometimes um, you get those emails and people can quickly just not look at them, but I think they're pretty important. But this is what I sent out this week, and this was one of the prophetic words. Someone saw this during our service. They literally saw a vision. And in the vision, and I'm going to begin to share it. I was up front last Sunday during worship, and I saw people running an obstacle-type course. There were walls, ropes, there were dips full of water, and all kinds of obstacles that people were running through. The people running were big and had things on them weighing them down. It was almost like they were overweight. There was, there was a lot of things that were hanging on them. <clears throat> It was things like shame, rejection, pride, selfishness, sexual sin, and all kinds of things were weighing people down as they were going through this obstacle course. The course was extremely tough to finish, but as the people kept their eyes on Jesus, the obstacles got easier, and the things on them that were weighing them down, they started to fall off like they were losing weight, but actually they were letting go of the things slowing them down until they were, whoops, until when they got to the end, there was still a little bit of dirt on them and mud, and Jesus uh, would put the hose on them and he would make them clean, totally spotless clean, like he was washing them with the water of his word. That was the prophetic word, and this was part of the interpretation. What I heard was no matter what we face, even extremely huge obstacles, was if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus in his word and in prayer during trials, not only will you triumph in your trials, but the earthly things upon you slowing you down in your pursuit of Christ will start to just fall off if we keep our eyes on Jesus and not on the word. Or excuse me, keep your eyes on Jesus and not on this world. Seek the superior provision of Christ and not the inferior pleasures of this world. I think I'm going to put my reading glasses on. <laughs> I'm not confessing I'm getting old. Just need a little magnification. Come magnify the Lord with me, right? 
So we're going to magnify the Lord. That, so that was one of them. Now I'm going to look out the top. And then, uh, Susan, I'm going to, I'm going to sh- I think something else, uh, Susan Julian then sent me a text uh, this week. And in the text of her text, uh, it showed these, uh, this lake scene. And on the lake scene was all these um, lily pads that were, as you're looking out, it was just all lily pads and all kinds of stuff was in the lake. And she said, but if you just turn your focus 45 degrees, she said, this is what you see. And this was this beautiful lake, this beautiful lake. And, and I felt like a, that that was a, even a prophetic word even this week, that if we set our gaze on all the obstacles and all the problems in our life, all the junk, all it takes is just, just taking a little attitude adjustment, taking a little look, and if you'll keep your eyes on Christ, all the stuff that's going on in your life, all the distraction, all the obstacles like this is saying, all that stuff begins to fade away if you keep your eyes on the Lord. Can I have an amen on that? So I felt like that was relative as well. The second uh, prophetic wa- word was for the last two Sundays during worship, the Lord has been speaking to me about grave clothes. As he spoke to me, he reminded me about Lazarus. And you remember the story about Lazarus when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He'd been dead for four days. And as Lazarus came forth out of the tomb, he was still bound in his grave clothes and Jesus said, said, loose him and let him go. They gave clo- the grave clothes represents death, but it also represents sin. And Jesus wants to remove our grave clothes. They're wrapped around us so tightly that we cannot breathe. He also spoke to me about the celebration that followed the wonderful event with Lazarus. The word, the Lord wants to celebrate and rejoice with you as you, listen to me, allow Christ to remove the grave clothes or sin from your life. Anybody into that? Romans 6.12, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. As the Lord calls us, we must respond for the freedom, for freedom is at hand and the celebration will follow. How many believe freedom is at hand? Amen. How many believe he wants to bring freedom to your life? Amen. There are things that we have struggled with, many of us, all our lives. I mean, when I just heard Benjamin, I mean, at eight or nine years of age, where a spirit of depression has wanted to get on him, at a young age, when he has a wonderful home, wonderful parents, And the enemy comes in like a flood and does it. I can remember in my own life, I can remember how a spirit of fear was just pursuing some of my children. I can remember when we were out at the church church, uh, picnic at Westwood and, and my son Joel and Abraham, they get lost on this path. And Abe's out on this path all by himself. Thank God he's not here today. He's with his girlfriend at at, uh, church somewhere else. But he gets so freaked out out there because he's out there by himself for a couple hours. And he's lost, has no no clue where he's at. And a spirit of fear, man, it just, it came in like a monster. But you know, the Lord delivered him. The Lord told him to go this way. It led him to the lake. There was a fisherman, put him in his boat. The fisherman calls me on the phone and said, hey, we found your son. And I mean, we were rejoicing. Hallelujah. Ever lost your kid? I remember losing Rebecca at the state fair one time. It was like, oh, dear God, where is she? 
she's this high to a grasshopper, you know. And how these, these circumstances in her life, how they can come and they can, they can re- the enemy uses it to really bring trauma and he tries to get a hook in us at a very young age. Anybody else been there? And so in this prophetic word, again, the Lord's calling us to freedom. He's calling us, he's asking us to respond to what he's wanting to do in our lives. The third prophetic word was, uh, it was a short one, it said, what I heard And this person heard the voice of the Lord say this, I am the lion. (laughs) Jesus is the lion, amen? He is the lion of the tribe of Judah, right? I am the lion who strengthens you. I am coming. Turn to me for strength or you will fail. I could see the lion's eyes in the nose and a candle with black flame burning between his eyes. The Lord wants to come and bring strength. The next one. It was on Sunday again. These are prophetic words that happened on Sunday. I had a vision of scrubbing the floor with a brown wash rag. I squeezed out the water from the, from the, the rag, and dirty, unclean water came out. However, when I did this several times, the water became more and more clean. As we wash ourselves with God's renewing water of his word, we become more and more clean. As we wash ourselves with God's renewing water, his word, we become more and more clean. Then the question was asked to my heart, what comes out of you when you're squeezed? And these obstacles that we go through, these trials of our life, those are the squeezing. That's the squeezing of our life, what comes out. And the second word with that was, believing a lie is like allowing a known thief in your home and expecting good to come from it. And being shocked or surprised when bad comes from it. Hmm. See, there's a thief in your home. There's a thief in your life. And you're expecting that if I let him hang around, everything's going to be okay. But why should you expect anything to be good if the thief is there? Why do you leave him alone in your home? He's going to ravish your home. He's going to ravish your home. You're going to come home and you're going to go, what in the world? Well, dude, you were allowing him to be in your home. We allow the enemy in our home. We allow him in our minds. We allow him to take residence and set up shop. I don't know about you, but I am in the process of renewing my mind and I'm kicking that slave dog out. I'm not going to tolerate the crap any longer. How about you? I'm telling you, there's a righteous remnant of God that's going to say it's enough's enough. I'm not going to live that way any longer. I'm not going to tolerate the attacks of the enemy. Yes, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And where I want to be careful today, where I really want to be careful as I move into this word, is I don't want to focus on the lily pads. I want to focus on our righteous king, the king of glory, the great I am that shatters strongholds and brings freedom to people's minds. I'm telling you, I'm not the same man I used to be. My mind doesn't think the way it used to think. Oh, it was ugly. And the power of God comes and it breaks. And so I don't want us to concentrate on the enemy or his tactics completely, but I don't want us to be foolish about how he works. 
I don't want us to be foolish about how he works and what he tries to do in our lives. Because I'm telling you what, we are in a critical hour, church, where the body of Christ has to rise up in her freedom and she has to become the glorious bride without spot or wrinkle so that we may destroy the work of the enemy in the earth and bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. Can I have an amen on that? And I've got to have an army. We've got to have a whole multitude in this community that stands for righteousness and God's way and not our own. I mean, last week we talked about how we brought several people up here and one person was dealing with fear and how the enemy was just working on them in fear and trying to make them so afraid of their finances. And all that was was the enemy, again, working his lie, working his deception, working and saying, God is not trustable. You can't trust him to provide for you. That was the lie. Then we had selfishness and critical spirit and all these things that we talked about, how people were having to bring these thoughts into captivity and bring freedom through the washing of the word and getting the word of the Lord on those situations that were going on right here, the battlefield of the mind. Hey, we all got it, right? Stinking thinking. Some of us let our minds go places that uh, if the movie screen was shown above, not too many people would be left standing here. We'd be, we would be so ashamed of what was shown. There was also a prophetic word last week about an entrepreneurial spirit that was a little different. It wasn't quite where the flow was going, but it was still a word of the Lord that there is an entrepreneurial spirit that's wanting to be, that God's wanting to release over the people of this church in order to put great ideas, God ideas, in people's hearts. And if you're in the process of thinking about uh, a, a, a business or something that the Lord wants you to do, I say, hey, let's go for it. Don't let a spirit of fear say it's not possible. Because you got to get your mind renewed. If you're going to go in business, you got to have your mind renewed. Because, buddy, you'll think the wrong things when it comes to business. Yep. And so the Lord's speaking. That you're in an obstacle course, church. That you need to focus your affection on Jesus and his word. And there's some things we've been tolerating. I'm going to show a quick video, and I'm hoping to give us some strategy. Today's message is going to really be a teaching. It's not going to be preaching. It's going to, because I tell you, I have a real passion in my heart, guys. We've got to have the practical steps of how to get free. We've got to have the practical steps. How do I apply the word of God, and how do I get free? I can preach, and I can fire you up, and I can, <laughs> you know, I can start salivating all over you. If you go home and you still do the same things, I guess what my <laughs> was all about. I'm sick and tired of the body of Christ not changing. I want us all to be conformed to the image of God, and I want to give you some practical steps on how we get and how the enemy works and how we need to get free. Does anybody want to be free in the house? Yes. I'm going to show a quick video by Todd White. It's just about four minutes long. Somebody sent it to me last night, and I was like, Phew. that's right where we're at. I was like, mm. that's right where we're at. Maybe I should show that. And so they got it ready. So if you wouldn't mind rolling that video, and then I'm going to kind of start with our message. And it's very obvious I'm not going to get our message done today, but that's okay. 
Do you know that we're in such a place in the body of Christ right now that people are calling good evil and evil good? Do you know that there's demonic doctrine out there that says you can do whatever you want? It's grace. Hey, back off. And it's perverting the very truth of what godliness means. False grace slips in because there's no relationship there. So I'd rather tell you now than you go to hell for believing it later. We're listening to the devil. We're being manipulated by the liar. And God forbid you learn how to heal the sick. And then heal them and think that that's okay and sleep with your girlfriend. That's not okay. It doesn't say deny the devil, pick up your cross and follow him. The devil's not your problem, you are. It says deny yourself, but self has to do with your thinking. There's a way that seems right to a man, and it's killing us. I love you, but I can't stand what the devil's doing. He's a manipulator, he's a liar. He's finished, he's cut off, and he's trying to recreate himself in your soul. I believe that we can actually be holy as He is holy. I believe we can. I know my Father's voice. He says, my sheep will obey my voice and the strangers they will not follow. There is a place in the love of God to live in a constant place of repentance every day to where my conscience remains soft, pure, clean, and holy. holy as I am holy, says the Lord. You know, when we're talking about renewing our minds, we're really talking about becoming holy. See, what we're doing is we're, we're taking the way we think 
and we're finding through the New Testament and through the Old Testament how God thinks and how he thinks on things. And then we're, we're repenting, we're confessing, we're, we're changing the way we're going, and we're saying, we will align our lives with your holiness. Right? Isn't that the journey that we're on? It's not just a self-help book. It's not just, uh, I'm going to make you a little better husband. I'm going to make you a little better dad. I'm going to make you a little better financially. I'm going to make you a little better this and just a better version of you. (laughs) See, actually, God is not trying to make a better version of you. He's actually trying to get you to die. (laughs) He actually wants Eric to die. He doesn't want me to become better. He wants me to become less and him to become more. He actually wants this flesh man to to die that he might live through me. That's the goal. And so the scripture that they, they learned at camp was, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. That's not a gospel that actually fills very many church sanctuaries these days. (laughs) What actually fills sanctuaries is, hey, come and he will make you rich. Hey, come and he will just bless your life and all this. And you know what? There are blessings and there's no doubt. He gives you the ability to create wealth, but it's not for your little home. It's that you might be a blessing that you might be a city on a hill, that you might be seen as a person, a man and a woman in covenant with God. If you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. See, God thinks differently than we do. And I'm on a journey to find out the way my God thinks. How about you? I want my mind renewed. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, I want to be though one of those who raises up a standard against him and says, no, this is what God says. This is what the word of God says. This is what God is. This is who he is. This is how he loves. This is how he thinks. This is the way he does things. And I can either choose to submit to that lordship or I can choose to go the way of the world. And the temptation to go the way of the world is really, really Really, really heavy right now. Anybody want to, anybody feel that? It's really, really easy just to get a busy life. It's really easy just to stay busy and to go from this place to that place and, and just to be sucked into the vortex where you have no time to reflect, where you have no time to meditate, where you have no time to get in his word, no, no time to, to worship his holiness. Because you know what? There is a river that is flowing and that river is, and, 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 and it is broad and it is wide, and the Bible says that many people are finding it. But there's a narrow one that I believe he's calling this church and he's calling America too. He's calling the body of Christ too to walk in such a way as to glorify him. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. And so we're on this journey of renewing our minds. We're on this journey of bringing every thought and bringing it into captivity 
to captivate the thought and to bring it into obedience to Christ. And so when a young man who is 9 or 10 or 12 years old and the, the, the enemy comes in to depress or to discourage that there is a truth that's inside of him, that he is able to fight the wiles of the enemy and come against the lies with the truth of God's word. If you don't know the truth of God's word, you have nothing to fight with. Many people are only fighting with worship music. Many people are just putting worship music on and just fighting with it. Oh, praise you, God. And, 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 and that is part of the, 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 the journey. But you have got to know the word of God. You have got to know what the word of God says. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, you have that standard. The word of God is your standard to raise up. So when sickness comes, like Brother Gary was, was, was the other day, he was quoting because bone cancer has started to attack his body. So the scripture he's now beginning to declare is Proverbs 3, isn't it, Gary? And what that scripture he's standing on is now, no, oh, fear the Lord and shun evil, for it will be health to my body and it will be nourishment to my bones. Amen. And he's beginning to stand on the word of God. That's his weapon. Amen. He's using the sword as his weapon. Oh, by the way, what's the good testimony, by the way? Gary's PSA had gotten up to 42. You guys know what your PSA is? That has something to do with your prostrate for guys, right? And uh, I'll share it for you if that's okay. Can I share the testimony up here? And Gary went to the doctor, and it's down to 0.45. No weapon formed against him is going to prosper. God, God has a plan for that man's life, and you have to war with the word of God, and you have to war with the word that says, fear the Lord, shun evil, and it will be health to my body and nourishment to my bones. But the enemy, the spirit of infirmity, you know, there's, we're going to talk about today how the enemy works, and I don't want to glorify him in this, but I want you guys to be wise we're going to start the PowerPoint. There's about 14 root spirits that the enemy has that he works against you. And I'm going to show those, and I've made a copy of it back there on the table. You're going to be able to take it home with you if you need it. Um, it and I'm only talking about 14 root spirits because I want you guys to be having some really understanding of what you're warring against. Not to glorify the enemy, okay? But if we could start the PowerPoint. He, oh, Gary wanted to say something? Yeah, buddy. Lowest your PSA has been in 14 years? 17 years. Okay, 18, 18, 18, 19, 19 20, 20, 21, 22. Awesome. Praise God. Let's go ahead and give the Lord praise again. Amen. We rebuke cancer on your behalf in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's the great I am. Can I have an amen on that? And everything that we're going to talk about today, as we go into these root spirits, I'm telling you, they have nothing to hold on us. They have no power over us. I'm telling you, the great I am has the power over every demonic force in this place. And so this isn't to discourage you. You may want to take notes today. This is a teaching. And we'll get as far as we can. Some of what I'm going to show you came from a book called Shadow Boxing, but I did a lot of studying this week, and uh, these, they're, they're, these are the only root spirits that I could find in the Word of God that what the enemy uses against you. And the reason I'm showing you these today is only so that you can identify. Remember the message that we talked? Who can remember my four, four points from last week? Anybody? 
What were my four points that we made that we needed to have a hold of? Identify where you're in darkness. What was number two? Don't believe everything you think. When you're in darkness and you think you're right, guess what? You're really wrong. And that's the whole thing. You you wouldn't be in darkness if you had the truth, right? And so don't assume that you're right. So point two. What was point number three? Guard your mind. We have three gates. What are the three gates? Eyes, Eyes, mouth, and ears. And don't let garbage in. Shut off the tank, man. Shut off what's coming in. And then what was the fourth one? Do something about it and what? Renew your mind. And so we've been talking about taking every thought into captivity and the obedience of, but obedience of Christ. But here's what I was feeling like this week as I was praying about this message. I felt like the Lord said, okay, Eric, you've told them kind of four steps that they can take in order to get free from the, where you're in darkness in your life. But kind of rewind just a little bit. Here's what I felt the Lord put in my spirit. He said, many people cannot get their minds renewed with the washing of the word because they're in such oppression. They're in such darkness that they need a little help getting out of the darkness. They need need some deliverance so that they can get the renewal with the washing of the word. Does that make any sense? And so as I was praying about that, I was like, well, Lord, what do you want to do then? What are you, what do you want? And he said, just, Eric, just give them a, a, a real short teaching, short teaching in one minute. <laughs> it's almost noon. <laughs> this may be, this just may be, can we do just a, um, what do they call that? Yeah, it's a be to continue, but it's a uh, preview. preview. There we go. Well, this, is a, this may be a preview for next Sunday. How's that sound? This may be a preview, but here's what the Lord put in my heart. He said, Eric, I want you to just give them a little bit of truth from this this standpoint. Show them where the enemy works. There's five doors that we open that gives the enemy access to us and allows him to come in like a flood and and teach the people how to shut those doors. Okay? So what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to wet your whistle. Everybody whistle. Not bad, not bad. And you're going to have to come back next Sunday on how to get free. No, I hope you get free this week. But I want to show you just, just biblically, and, and when you leave today, they're going to be back there. I made about 40 or 50 of them. Uh, and, and, and what I gave you is not so critical. I don't want you to spend all your time. But what I want you to do is begin to identify what area is the root working in you. And these are the roots, if you could show here. There are 14 root spirits of the enemy, and it's kind of small, but it, is that too small? Can anybody see that? Man, I tried to get them on one page. I thought they'd be bigger than that. Okay, I'll help you. That first one is a spirit of fear, rejection, poverty, failure, phobias, inadequate or inferior, shy, fear of man, loneliness, abandonment. If you're afraid of elevators, you're afraid of the dark, if you have a critical spirit. Remember when Jeff was up here yesterday and he was talking about how he was critical, it really falls under a spirit of fear. And so here's where we've been wrong in what we've said, is we'll say spirit of fear or we'll say spirit of rejection. Really what we're dealing with is fear. We're actually dealing with the spirit of fear. That's the category. Do you follow what I'm saying? 
And then there's the spirit of infirmity. If you have a lingering disorder of your body, spirit of error and lying. And I've got scriptural references to all these. Every one of these are scriptural references so that you can look up and see that these actually, these are where in the Bible it says a spirit of this, okay? And, and they're listed. And I've added a 15th because there's many times where Jesus talked about an evil spirit coming out of something. And this was usually when someone was possessed and not just oppressed, okay? But I put that at the end. And so we've made the spirit of pride and haughtiness, a spirit of divination, which is control and manipulation, perverse spirit, willfully determined to corrupt, distort, misinterpret, or turn others away, rebellion, obstinate, rejecting what is right, an antichrist spirit, uh, a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of jealousy. I put under here spirit of bondage, question mark. The reason I did that, there is only one scripture that's marginally, marginally says there's a spirit of bondage, and I'm not too sure if it's a spirit, but we do know that there is pornography and addictions that really classify bondage, but when I can only find one scripture and it's not real definitive, I kind of wonder. So, but at any rate, so we're, we're going to go ahead and throw it in there. Spirit of bondage, spirit of whoredoms and harlotry, deaf and dumb spirit, a spirit of stupor and slumber, and an unclean spirit. And those are 14 root spirits. That Those are the ones that are all, they're, they're basically in the air. They're, they're, they're taunting us. They're seducing us. They're tempting you. When you get up in the morning and you're d dreading going to that new job, and you're dreading something or there's something that comes up in your life, there is a work that is going on in the enemy. I don't want to, there, there is a work going on from the enemy. That's what I'm basically wanting to say, okay? I don't want to overtax this. I don't want to overplay it. I just want you to realize that we wrestle against not flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers of dark forces. We've been talking about that for several weeks, right? I'm not trying to glorify God or glorify the enemy. I'm trying to glorify God. I don't want to spend too much on the enemy is all I'm saying. I don't want you to get to a place where you're going, oh, there's that spirit of fear again, fear to fear. No, we're going to get you some freedom. We want to get you some freedom so that you can live the life that God wants you to lead, live. Whew, I am struggling with my words. Maybe I just need to slow down. So you guys can't read that at all? He passed them out? Okay. If you didn't get one, see the guys in the back. They'll make more. Did we get rid of them all? Or do we need more? Here's what I'm going to do. Because it's 12 o'clock, we're actually going to do this. We're going to have the worship team come back up. I'm going to finish this message next week. The reason I don't want to rush through it, guys, this is very serious stuff. Yes, sir. And if I was to go through the message today, we would be here to one. And so what we're going to do, if you'll bear with me, guys, are you guys okay with finishing a little early today? If you're a guest with us today, I'm sorry. I did not get where I wanted to go today. But here's what the deal is. God is bigger. God is bigger. And there's no power in hell or any created thing 
that can hold you back from getting your freedom if you want it. There is no power in hell or any created thing that can hold you back from getting your freedom. I'm going to say it again. There is no power in hell or any created thing that can hold you back from getting your freedom. And there are spirits of fear and bondage and all this stuff that we're talking about. And I'm telling you, God is wanting to set the body of Christ free. And if you're struggling in any of those root spirits that we just put on that board today, we're going to sing this song. But there, and I was going to go into what are some of the steps that we take in order to get freedom. But I'm telling you, part of the freedom is just repentance. It's confession. It's asking God to forgive you for participating with some of that garbage. One of the doors that I was going to talk about that, that we open to this, the, these root spirits is the issue of disobedience. Disobedience is a doorway that we give Satan access to our lives. Do you realize that? It's like what Todd White said. You can't expect to heal the sick and live with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You can't expect God to move in power in your life and you be living a lifestyle of sin. You can't expect revival to come to this city and we be not obeying God. Oil and water do not match, do they? Does oil and water mix? And so I'm really here to tell you guys, we have freedom through Christ. The power of Christ is so much beyond. If you have a, a spirit of addiction where addiction's been getting a hold of you and you haven't been able to let go of some stuff, I'm telling you, as we sing this song today, I believe God's gonna begin to start this freedom process in our hearts. If you will, stand up with me. We're going to have altar team come up too. And you may need to have them pray with you to break off some bondage. If you're here today and don't know Christ, we want to, we want to welcome you and, 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 and we want you to realize that God's been pursuing you for a long time and he wants you. And he wants you right now. And we'll lead you to the king of glory because he's been pursuing you. When we sang this song earlier today, I about came out of my skin. <laughs> it's the song, The Great I Am. And I asked the worship team, man, let's do that at the end of the service. God's been speaking to us, and he's trying to get us to a place where we'll walk in obedience. If there's anything oppressing you today, if you feel like you've just been some areas of your life where you've just not been able to get victory over. If there's an area of your life where it's just, it keeps haunting you and you know it's probably one of these, you've been hounded by one of these root spirits where a spirit of fear or pride or whatever's been haunting you. Maybe selfishness has just been eating you alive. You can come to one of our altar team workers or you can just come to the altar. When I read those prophetic words earlier, which took a little time, there was some things that the Lord was saying to us last week through the prophetic word about running this obstacle course and that he's looking for a response from you and I. He wants to give you freedom today. He wants to break off chains. He wants to take the shackles off your feet so you can dance. He wants to take off bondages. 
He wants to take off the oppression that's been haunting you and, and plaguing you, and he wants to break those by the power of his name. He wants to break them by the power of his name. He wants to break them by the power of his name. And so as we pray and as we sing this song, I want you to engage your faith today. I want you to engage your faith today that I'm going to lay some things down today. I'm going to let some things come off of me. I'm going to break off some root spirits that have been plaguing my life. I'm going to let some things go today that don't belong in my life. Is that you? If the Spirit of God's dealing with you today, allow Him to deal with you and do something about it. Let him break some things off today. So go ahead, worship team. Let's go ahead and do this song. If you will, just close your eyes. But if the Lord wants you to respond to this, if the Lord wants you to do something, if he wants you to come to the altar, if he wants you to get prayer from the team, I ask you today, obey the Lord. Let's run this obstacle course, and let's get to the King of glory.
that uh, the Lord just spoke into my heart. We're entering into a season of deliverance. This isn't just a one Sunday thing, but the power of God's coming, the line of the tribe of Judah. He's coming to set the captives free in the body of Christ. Judgment begins in the house of God first. And I'm telling you that we're entering into a season where the power of God is going, there's going to be a spirit of repentance and a brokenness that comes into the body of Christ as we enter this season of, of deliverance. I'm telling you, you better get on board. People are getting on board of getting set free. But Alger's also going to blow the shofar of, of, the, of declaring in the realm of the Spirit, prophesying to this region of deliverance and a, and a breakthrough in Jesus' name. But we're entering in a season of deliverance, church. A season of deliverance of his people. God spoke to Joshua. He said, be strong and courageous. The Lord your God is with you. And he crossed over the Jordan and he went to the land of Jericho and they marched around the Jericho and the singers and the Levites and the, the ram's horns declared the praise of God. And the enemy was brought down by the Lord, not by ourselves, but by the power of God. He is the great I am. God, we declare your deliverance over your people. We declare it, and Father, we prophesy it to the north, the south, and the east, and the west. You are the great I am, and I encourage you, body of Christ, get in with what God is doing. Get in, get in, get in, get in, get in, get in, get into his freedom. In Jesus' name, keep singing.
Mike, I want to continue with those walls coming down. I'm going to speak these 14 things forth, and we're going to declare that these walls are coming down. These are the walls that have been kept us in bondage, so these walls are coming down. So we speak to the fear, spirit of fear. Those walls are coming down. We speak to that spirit of infirmity. The walls are coming down. The spirit of error and lying. The walls are coming down. The spirit of pride and haughtiness. Those walls are coming down. The spirit of deviation are coming down. The spirit of reversing spirit. The walls are coming down. Thy Christ spirit. You are coming down in the name of Jesus. Spirit of heaviness. You are coming down. Spirit of jealousy. You are coming down. Spirit of bondage, you are coming down. The spirit of hornet and hail the walls are coming down. You deaf and dumb spirit, the walls are coming down. You spirit of stupor and slumber, the walls are coming down. The spirit, an unclean spirit, you are coming down. The evil spirit wall. Are coming down now, Father. As we have bound these spirits up in the name of Jesus, we replace it with the heavenly goodness of God. What you say, God, about us that we are the adopted sons and daughters of God, we are in your kingdom. Father, we just replace those with your goodness, with your with what you say, and not us. We are the sons of God, true sons and daughters, in the name of Jesus. Coming down, they're coming down right to the ground. The walls, the walls are coming down, coming down right to the ground. The walls are coming down, they're down, coming down right to the ground. The walls are coming, coming down, they're coming down right to the ground. The walls are
of intercession that was going on right there. We're interceding for the, the will of the Lord in this land. If you're here with us as a guest, this may seem a little strange to you, but uh, the Lord's calling us forth as a people. And I want to encourage you, uh, Saturday night at 6.30, we're going to be we're doing more of this for breakthrough. The Lord's going to give us a strategy. He's going to give us a strategy, church, to bring down the strongholds. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And I'm telling you, it's time to take back our land. It's time to be aggressive. The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing, and forceful men and women lay hold of it. And it's going to be through prayer. It's going to be through intercession but it's going to be believing God for his power to break in in this hour. Because I tell you, the walls of Jericho did not come down by the power of man. They came down by the power of God. Father, we need you. Father, give us strategy. Father, I just declare a prophetic word coming over us that, God, you begin to prophesy and declare what we're to do, that you would continue to give us a strategy in this hour. I don't know about you, but I feel that we're really at a, a precipice, that we're at a serious place. We're at a season where God's doing something. And I say, oh God, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Move in our hearts. Lord, I pray for a release of a spirit of repentance and brokenness. Break our hearts. Soften our hearts, oh God hearts have become hard, I pray, God, that you would soften our hearts so that we might hear your voice clearly. In Jesus' name. The walls are coming down. 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 The strongholds of our thinking, those walls are coming down. Yes. The walls are coming down. Yes. Down, down. And every knee shall bow. And every chain shall break at the sound yes. of your name. At every knee shall bow and every tongue pass. confess and you as Lord. Every knee shall bow. We bow. And every chain will break at the sound of your name. At the sound of your name, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, rise up. Jesus. And every chain will break at the sound of your name. At the sound of your name, Jesus. And every knee shall bow. Every knee.
words from the Lord, I want you to email them to me. If you sense something from the Lord, or if the Lord drops a strategy in your heart, I want to encourage you to email me. Send me it. The Lord is speaking in this hour. The Lord is wanting to give us strategies, breakthroughs, and freedom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Does that bear witness with everyone? Do you sense the Spirit of God on that? Amen. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that your kingdom has come and your will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we want to come in agreement with you, you having your way. So, Father, we just bring every thought in captivity. We captivate every thought and bring it into obedience to you today, God. Father, we thank you for the freedom that has come today over these spirits. We thank you, God. These spirits are coming down and that, Lord, your church is going to rise up triumphantly. And so, Lord, I just pray this week that, God, you would speak to every individual here. God, give us dreams. Give us visions. I even saw, I had a dream the other day where I was, I was preaching and I was declaring the word to a, a Jew and I was telling him about the Messiah and he was just, he was just amazed of the truth of Christ. Lord, I pray that you would stir our dreams. I pray, God, that you would speak to us through your word this week. I pray, God, make the word of God come alive in us. I pray for a fiery body of Christ, loving the word of God, that your word would refresh us this week. In Jesus' name, that it would renew our minds. That oppression would be brought down. And I just come against right now when people begin to read the word this week that they will not get sleepy in Jesus' name. That spirit of slumber would come off in the name of Jesus and that the word of God would come alive and it would just stir inside their hearts. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love your word. We love your word. We love you, God. So Lord, seal this time. Seal what has taken place today by your hand. And I thank you, God, that today your word has come on fertile soil of our hearts. And it will remain. It will accomplish that which you set it out to accomplish today in us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you for interrupting our service. <laughs> we don't mind you getting crazy around here, God. We need you. We don't mind you changing the flow of things, God. Because we don't know how to do it, and you do. But I thank you, God, that you're speaking. Thank you, God, that you're moving on our hearts. I thank you, God, that people are renewing their minds through the washing of your word. <laughs> I thank you that we win. <laughs> I thank you that we win, God. I thank you that there's no weapon formed against us that will prosper. I thank you for that, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that the righteous, the righteous Christ in us is rising up. I thank you for the free gift of righteousness through Christ. I thank you for your mercies are new every morning. 
I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our hearts. We love you. We love you, Lord Jesus. To him who sits on the throne, all glory and honor and power and majesty. a dark cloud forming over this nation. I thank you that there is a cloud higher than that cloud. That your cloud is higher than that cloud. And that your spirit is larger than that spirit. That your kingdom is higher than that kingdom. And that the glory of the Lord shall go over the nation. The earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. The earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. There shall be no end to your kingdom. Our kingdom does not fall. Your king rise, your kingdom rises up. In Jesus' name. Your kingdom rises above all kingdoms. Your kingdom rises above all kingdoms. The kingdom of this world shall be the kingdom of our God. Break in, Holy Spirit.
Father, I thank you for this core that has stayed here in intercession. Father, I pray, I pray that you would increase our burden in our hearts for intercession. Father, thank you for the people that are here who have stayed engaged with you right now. Thank you, God. Father, I thank you for fiery ones. I thank you, God, that the fire on your altar, it never quits burning. I thank you, Jesus, that you're the intercessor of intercessors. Father, I pray that you would raise up core group of people at New Covenant who will stand in the gap, who will be watchmen on the walls, who will be carriers of your kingdom to bring your kingdom to the earth. Fiery ones, Lord. Fiery ones. We declare it in Jesus' name. May that group get larger. Father, you've called us to prayer. You've called us to seek your name, to seek your face, to turn from our wicked ways, to humble ourselves. We need you, God. We, we're desperate for you. I don't want to do church without you. I don't want to do life without you. Holy Spirit, wave after wave. Just continue to bring wave after wave of your presence. Lord, bring the tidal wave of your presence. Tidal wave of your presence. Tidal wave of your presence, oh God.
These bones shall live again, church. These bones shall live again. And the Lord is going to bring skin and tenues. And he's going to bring life. And he's going to breathe in life. And I just say, let faith arise. Let faith arise. These bones shall live again. Amen. Thank you guys for being here and interceding and allowing the Spirit of God to move on our hearts. And again, if you get anything from the Lord, please let us know. But uh, we seal these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And please, come Saturday for prayer and intercession. I think God's going to add more to what we've just went through this morning, and he's going to give strategy, and I uh, hope you can make it. Love you. Bless you.